All right. Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in the world. Um, I am really enthused to go deeper on a topic we've been exploring a lot more, going deep and wide on uh, the topic of like mindfulness, meditation. Anyway, I, I didn't, I couldn't think of anyone um, else than uh, Mackenzie Smith to join us. Mackenzie is a breathe work healer and Reiki master at Radiance Realize. Really interesting, broad things that she's been doing for uh, people with like addiction, um, PTSD. Um, lots of cool stuff. I'm not going to steal her thunder, um, but Mackenzie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you for making time. Um, definitely, this is an area that um, our audience has been wanting to go deeper on. You know, what's as you and I talked about, it's so interesting. We'll have people on the show that are running these huge, large organizations, right? These multi billion dollar organizations sometimes. And I asked them what their one new habit is to stay sane and healthy. And all of them say meditation. A lot are citing Calm app and things like that. So I've kind of made it my own little micro manifesto to uncover a little bit. But what's most important is I'd love to hear about you, your story, transport us back to you know your origin and, and, and tell us about your background and what led you to this field that you're in. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I love um, I love that you have so many guests and that's kind of their own personal prescription going on um, of seeking more mindful practices. Um, it's just it's so wonderful how much that's expanding in our society today. Um, but so as far as my origin story about me, I originally was born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska, so Midwestern girl <laughs> over here. Um, and, you know, it's funny because as someone who is a healer, someone who helps people, you know, change their lives, heal their trauma, heal wounds, heal their shame, step into their bigness, step into their radiance. So many of my clients always assume, you know, that I must just have all the answers and I must just, you know, have had a wonderful upbringing with so much support and love you know, from the gate. And, um, and that was not so much the case for me uh, growing up. You know, I had a very, very difficult childhood. And, and I always like to share that uh, because just to show, you know, I'm one among many and I'm healing and learning on my journey as I'm helping others, right? Um, and to let people know that wherever you're at, there is a there is a purpose for it and some unique way that you can help others to heal. And so I grew up in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, did a lot of moving around, but primarily grew up in a uh, home with a lot of addiction, mm. drug and alcohol addiction. It runs rampant in my family on both sides. <laughs> so um, a lot in, in my house. And so I grew up uh, very much in a toxic environment, um, a lot of neglect, a lot of abuse going on in my house. Um, and there were periods, you know, it wasn't constantly my whole entire upbringing, but there were some periods that were worse than others. Um, but for me, that really colored my whole world from a young age, right? Mm -hmm. 
my worldview was that the world is a place where we must keep secrets, where what happens at home has to be at home, and my feelings and emotions need feelings and emotions need to stay inside and not be shared with the world because the world isn't safe. Mm. Uh, and not only that, I'm, I'm the oldest. Um, I have an older half sister that I did not really grow up with. Mm-hmm. So in my home, where me and my two younger brothers and I personally developed this a way of coping with the the trauma I was experiencing by being kind of a mother to my brothers and taking on that caregiver role uh, Mm -hmm. to to find purpose, to find love in an environment where there wasn't, um, it wasn't always available to me as a child. Right. And so Mm -hmm. um, in a way I like to say that, you know, that, you know, my brother saved my life because if I didn't have, if I didn't have that role to find, you know, loving fulfillment, then I think I'd be a, a lot worse off, but so growing up in that environment, you know, eventually I came into my teenage years and um, and I had a lot of issues. You know, I've been going to therapy probably since I was, geez, eight years old. Mm-hmm. Therapy. So I have a long history of being a patient, being a client. Sure. Um, and so many different types of therapy. And for some reason, for me, you know, the talk therapy only could ever go so far. Um, and especially when I got into my teenage years and in my you know early years of college, I started uh, struggling with my own addiction, right? And kind of mm-hmm. on that lineage myself and uh, feelings of just shame, trauma. I, I have PTSD myself. I've been diagnosed with panic disorder. So, you know, having just this kind of gamut of stuff um, and carrying around in my little backpack of, of issues, I uh, I found you know solace in my own addiction. Um, but unfortunately, of course, you know that never ends well. And uh, when I was 21, I entered into treatment, drug and alcohol treatment in California, mm-hmm. and that really started my journey. That started my healing journey, um, getting sober and getting clean. And uh, you know, I. I'll never forget there were women in my life who, who, you know, just divinely were put there early on in my own recovery, who showed me this concept of spirituality and um, spirituality and self-love and meditation and prayer and these things that I never, ever even thought about. I didn't grow up with these things really being talked about or encouraged in my home, right? Um, and so when I would hear, you know, and doing affirmations and um, and mindfulness meditation and, and these things provided me with a lot of help early on, especially, you know, kind of trying to navigate my way through um, healing my tra- my own trauma and my own anxieties and depression that I would um, deal with in that first year or so of, of my uh, recovery from, you know, my addiction recovery. And, and along the way, I found Reiki, right? So mm-hmm. pretty early on in my journey, I had an experience. And so Reiki, for those who don't know, is a type of energy work. It's a type of energy healing. And it's essentially, um, you know, the practitioner administers the Reiki through laying on hands and channels. Mm-hmm. Right? call it universal source energy through the body into the client and really it's a process of self-healing so you know it's not like you know me as the reiki master is here doing some you know witchcraft and boom you're you're healed it's more of introducing a frequency into the body that your body and different organs and different parts of you naturally want to match right and so it's it's really trying to promote self-healing within um, people's bodies and bodies minds and spirits and so 
I encountered that for the first time with a friend who showed me how to read someone's energy with my hands and the experience mm -hmm. I had was so profound. Mm. Um, I was reading someone's energy and my hand brushed over their heart and I felt such immense love that I broke down in tears. Mm. And uh, I had never felt anything like that in my body before. And I just knew, you know, okay, this is something I'm supposed to explore further. And so um, I started incorporating, you know, mindfulness, chakra clearing, Reiki meditation to my own practice. I began learning Reiki. Um, and then once I became a Reiki master, I started actually sharing this work and facilitating Reiki healing in groups and with individuals in recovery primarily early on. Um, mm -hmm. And the amount of you know, just healing I would see on a day-to-day -day basis coming into these treatment facilities with such a wide variety of pain going on in these individuals. Um, and to be able to provide, you know, an hour where they could turn off their minds and fully rest and restore and rise up again when we were done with a session mm -hmm. with tears in their eyes for how they haven't had a quiet mind like that as long as they could remember. Mm -hmm. uh, so rewarding to me and um, of course just as a human being to human being to see that but also you know having my own background mm -hmm. uh, knowing what that feels like right um, yeah some of those symptoms they would describe feel like and then watch them be alleviated by this Reiki that I was sharing mm -hmm. and so I continued doing that um, continued practicing it in my own healing journey and uh, ultimately, I ended up discovering breathwork, which is now really my primary modality that I work with. I blend the two together, but breathwork really took my own healing to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, I had a friend who was actually, a, you know, a dear, dear mentor of mine, Allie Gord. I love her to death. Mm -hmm. uh, if anyone in the Virginia area ever needs an amazing healer, Mm. hit her up she's amazing <laughs> Allison Ward. and um, she invited me to a breathwork circle and you know I was like okay I breathe that's good I've done some you know cleansing breath I know in one of my years of therapy I, I had a, a guy who really really push the four square breath on me. So, you know, you breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for mm. four. So all the, I knew that the breath, uh, there was something to it, but I'd never been that interested in it. Um, and so I went to her group to support her. And little did I know <laughs> that after, you know, laying down, doing the breath pattern, having the full experience, I would sit up and again, have one of those moments of knowing, oh my God, this, the world needs to know about this. Mm -hmm. Why are more people not doing this? Right. And um, that first time I breathed, I, you know, had a full out-of-body experience. Um, and I witnessed my a trauma, a childhood trauma. I saw a vision of a childhood trauma from above, right? I was having an out-of-body experience of it. And I, I assisted myself in that out-of-body experience to pull the trauma out of my body. And this was one of those those experiences, those traumas that had plagued me, you know, for years and years and years of therapy where I would go and I would talk to a therapist or I would do the EMDR or whatever it was about this particular trauma and I would get relief. And then lo and behold, six months, a year later, the patterns would still continuously come up related to this, this uh, traumatic incident. And so with that breath, I felt full relief from that experience for the 
first time. And since that first breath, first breath session, I have not had any type of pattern relating to that particular trauma come back. And so that is, was like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, where I sat up and said, how is everyone not doing this? Mm-hmm. And so um, shortly after, again, you know, I, I jumped right into training and learning all I could about the breath work. I continue to learn all I can about it. I'm nowhere near master in the breath work, very much a beginner. Um, and I hope to be for a very long time. But uh, but I, if you know anything about me, when I'm passionate about something, I go for it mm-hmm. <laughs> 100% mm-hmm. right away. And so I started, you know, bringing, I uh, worked working with a company called Breathworks Connection in Southern California, where um, we, and they, you know, I'm in Arizona now, but they bring in this modality, this breath work into treatment facilities. Um, drug and alcohol and mental health treatment facilities. I believe they're probably in over 60, 70 treatment facilities at this point um, Mm -hmm. and growing. And, you know, if I thought that the Reiki was, you know, miraculous, the things I would see, the breath work blew blew it out of the water. Mm -hmm. Um, The breath itself, it's another type of energy work, right? So it's two inhales followed by an exhale. It's all through the mouth. And it's a type of breath work that's taught by David Elliott. Uh, he's the one who, who shares this work. He's based in Los Angeles as well as um, New Mexico. And, you know, I, the starting to facilitate this breath work, I, you know, it's just started blowing me away. I would have, I'll never forget one really powerful experience I had was, you know, I had a guy in one of my groups who just got out of prison. He'd been in prison for, I think, around 20 years. And I mean, since he was like a juvenile, this guy's prison was almost all he ever knew. And mm. a very tough, you know, tough, hardened guy mm-hmm. sitting in one of my groups, um, struggling with addiction. And I was explaining the breath and he just crossed his arms and looked at me stone cold and said, "Who, you know, who the hell do you think you are? And totally mm. not receptive, totally mm-hmm. thinking, you know, who's this crazy lady talking about breathing? <laughs> and um, I convinced him to give it a shot and he laid down and uh, it was probably a group of maybe six or seven men. And, uh, and of course, after the breath, after it was over, he sat up bawling. Oh, wow. Um, this, this guy sat up bawling, crying and crying about how um, he he had a vision in his breathwork of seeing his father and mm. forgiving his father for uh, a deep trauma that he had experienced as a child. And mm. then after the forgiveness, he, he all he could feel was love for his kids and and clarity on what he needed to do to get clean and, and stay clean. Mm. And that was, you know, just one of many, 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 many stories um, that have come up from this breath work and even today you know i i'm no longer working in the addiction field i'm working you know primarily just with the public in group and individual sessions and um mm-hmm. and i get you know i'll get messages and emails all the time from former clients who just say how the breath work having that experience and treatment it, it just completely changed the trajectory of their lives and, oh wow and that's why, you know, I do what I do. That's why we do what we do. I think any of us in the in the healing field, health field, um, you know, there's the reward is so great. Yeah. To know that there's something so simple and so accessible as the breath that can absolutely transform people's lives um, is just so, so inspiring to me. Um, especially, I feel like, in, our, in a society where at least... 
you know, I always felt like I had to figure things out, right? It's like this very mm -hmm. cerebral kind of mental thinking society. We're so addicted to our thinking when the breath work and Reiki is all about getting into the body. It's mm -hmm. all about the body. Really, it's about turning off the thinking, turning off the conscious mind and letting the body do its work because the body knows what to do if we just allow it. And um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's that's my origin story up till now. I'm currently in Arizona. I'm moving to Vermont at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. um, so a little bit of traveling, but um, this is that's my that's I love my story, it. and it's what I plan on continuing to do for the foreseeable future. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, no, this is great, Mackenzie. Well, so first of all, I, I definitely want to commend you and applaud. You know, obviously your your story is really important. Your it. it, it and I, I appreciate you expressing your vulnerability to as well, right? About um, what you've been through and how that's translated into your your practice. And you know, a lot of people are not able or willing to get vulnerable like that and confront, right? And um, and so I, I it's fa it fascinates me. It's like the ultimate form of courage and bravery. So. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, absolutely. The, you know, the, the, the funny thing is I, I never want to knock any type of breath work for sure. I think that all forms of using the breath have their, have their benefit. Um, and there are so many, you know, there's Wim Hof method. There's like you said, the box breath. There's so many different types of breathing techniques, Kundalini breath, breath of fire. Um, and you know, I have no really couldn't talk much, speak much on any of those, um, as I've never really been trained in them. And I don't know, you know, I don't know the nuances of those. Um, all I do know is my experience with this particular breath that David Elliott teaches and what I've learned from going through trainings um, for this breath work. And so the particular breath style that I do, um, you know, like I said, is a two inhale followed by an exhale and mm -hmm. it's all through the mouth. And so we breathe completely through the mouth to get us out of the mind, right? Like I was saying, we want to turn off the conscious mind um, completely and get into the body as much as possible. And not only that, but we, we want to pull up the emotions. Mm -hmm. So the two inhales, the first inhale is in the low belly. Um, mm -hmm. If you are any at, at all familiar with the chakra system, it would be breathing into the sacral chakra, the second chakra, which is typically where we as humans hold most of our trauma, most of our wounds, our shame, mm -hmm. um, our guilt. Uh, a lot of that gets held in the sacral chakra. It's the seat um, of our emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, that first inhale really is about activating and starting to stimulate energy in that sacral to start pulling up those things and start bringing awareness and energy to them. Um, mm -hmm. The second inhale is in the heart. So we breathe into the sacral and then we breathe inhale up into the heart. And again, the heart, one of the most calcified areas of the body, heart disease is what, like the number one killer in you know, our country. And, um, and for me, the more and more I see it, there's definitely more than just a physical connection there to the heart. Um, it's again, where we hold a lot of our unforgiveness. Um, it's the place of the hub of self-love. Um, and if we're not really living from a place of self-love, this area will get very calcified. Also, uh, you know, sadness, mm -hmm. guilt, um, that the grief, right? Uh, we're not, there, there's not so much support for grief, um, you know, in our culture as much as there has been, you know, in past cultures as far as uh, really honoring different stages of life and honoring the grief and sadness that comes just through 
moving through stages of life as a human being, let alone, you know, having to deal with things like death. Um, and so we hold a lot of grief, a lot of sadness in the heart center. And so when you breathe into these two areas, there's something that happens um, energetically where these traumas and these things that are actually living in our body can be pulled up to be looked at and released all on their own. And so, you know, like I was sharing the experience with that man who just got out of prison, um, my own experience of my first breathwork session where I had that out of body experience and was able to release a really deep seated trauma in my body. Um, those were not guided, right? So when I'm guiding the breathwork, uh, well, they're guided, but you know, I would say guided by spirit, guided by something unseen. Um, and that's just from witnessing it happen so many times because when I'm guiding the breath, it's not, um, there isn't any guiding anyone to have a particular experience. Actually, it's quite the opposite. My job as a breathwork healer is to hold space and that's it. Um, it's to be a witness and cause there is so much power in being witnessed. Yeah. Witness just for who and what you are and what your life story living in your body is trying to say. Mm -hmm. witnessed without someone having an agenda but simply witnessing allows for so much healing and so um, when I'm guiding you know a session it's guiding the breath holding the space um, facilitating and assisting if anyone's struggling physically with any tension or um, we also do some releases during the breathwork process so some some scream releases some laugh releases to again help that energy really move up through the low chakras out through the out of the body mm -hmm. um, you know kind of breaking through some resistance um, but beyond that as far as you know guiding any type of visualization there is very little mm -hmm. Of that so and that's something that's so miraculous is these people people in front of you i'm watching these people have these experiences that are completely designed and organically coming out of their own body their mm -hmm. own they're healing themselves mm -hmm. um, and so yeah so i hope and and reiki similar right reiki like i said it, it's it's a self-healing but it's a lot more um gentle and it's a lot more about just getting into a place of restoration rather than um really looking at and pulling up you know those deeper more traumatic wounds that can happen with reiki but i've just found that it tends to be more of a, a quieting the mind and lowering stress with reiki mm -hmm. and so the breathwork and the reiki go hand in hand so a lot of times i'll do you know some reiki at the end of a breathwork session after the client is kind of been moved into a more relaxed state um because the breath can get pretty intense right <laughs> it can get pretty intense right um and it's really just one of those things you have to experience you know, you really just have to experience it. And if anyone at home is curious, one, I would say, you know, I do virtual sessions. So if anyone wants to reach out and do a virtual session, I would love, you know, to share that with you. But also David Elliott, my teacher, he has um, meditations on Spotify that are guided breath meditations. Um, mm. Sample of the breath, if anyone's ever curious about that. Uh, that's another good place to start. But yeah, it's very simple. Two inhales followed by an exhale and the breath in your body really, uh, do all the work it's quite profound awesome awesome now this is this is great and you said david elliott we'll have the link to that in the show notes of course yeah. and then obviously to your info on the show notes of um this is really super fascinating i guess uh, mackenzie um 
you know, I, I typically ask what the future of healthcare is as kind of a uh, as kind of like a last question. But I, I think what I would, it'd be great to have you back on and go deeper on a couple of other topics you mentioned. But one thing I was kind of curious, in addition to the breath works, you know. I look at it, everything I do and think of is in superhero analogies. Um, there's the Batman utility belt, right? So I guess in, in McKenzie's utility belt of mindfulness, there's, there's Breathworks, there's Reiki. What else do you do on a weekly basis that really like works for you on a daily and weekly basis, whether in terms of just the broad field of mindfulness or just mm -hmm. personal health? What else do you do? You do? Are you a Kung Fu master on Friday? Do you, Mm -hmm. yoga on Saturdays and on Sundays are you doing kettlebell swings uh, and then run to the farmer's market to get kale or love to hear more about that you know I love that yeah um, so for me you know I do the breath work I try to do at least some breath work every day I'll, I'll do longer sessions you know when I really need a good uh, a good overhaul um, mm -hmm. and of course Reiki meditation is also a pretty regular practice for me um, but most importantly, I kind of see my spiritual practice as a three-part triangle. So I have breath work at the top. Well, it's hard. They all kind of switch what's at the top of breath work, Reiki, and then nature. Uh -huh. And that for me is my personal prescription. Um, of course, you know, exercise, I do yoga, um, you know, eating, I try to eat pretty clean. Those things are very important as well. But those mm -hmm. three are really my pillars. Um, mm -hmm. And nature, what that looks like for me is going out and just simply being and allowing the natural world to teach me and to heal me. Um, mm -hmm. I am very passionate about that as as passionate about nature being um, the kind of next frontier of health. Mm -hmm. is actually not so much, hey, what's this new technology we can move towards that's never been before, but reclaiming mm -hmm. this, uh, this completely, you know, the most powerful medicine out there, which is the natural world, um, mm -hmm. reclaiming and remembering what healing is available to us there. And, um, you know, that looks like for me going out on a hike and sitting down and having a conversation with, you know, a saguaro cactus in my in my neighborhood, right? And opening up and trying to broaden my perception and broaden my consciousness to be able to tap into, um, you know, these conversations we can have with other than human beings that have so much to teach us. Mm -hmm. And that has been game changer yeah um, really in the last year it's just changed everything I um, you know we are human beings in this body but are you know only focusing on healing ourselves and our bodies is like you know and I've written about this in a blog recently it's like and not paying attention to healing of the planet it's kind mm -hmm. of like you know healing our whole body but leaving our left arm to just die and just right die. It's it's just missing such a huge piece because we are of the earth, and so if we're not, you know, really fostering and nurturing that connection, then we're missing out on on just such an abundance of healing. Um, right. And so that's really been the biggest thing. That's been yeah. my biggest new um, practice is that you know nature based and to inviting nature into ceremony when I'm doing you know groups and when I'm doing personal breath work um, really mm -hmm. in the elements and working with them as allies. Mm -hmm. So whether that's, you know, burning sage and honoring the elements as I'm burning the sage to clear the space before I do my breath work or, um, you know, just acknowledging 
the natural world that's allowing for, you know, the essential oils I'm using to, you know, mm -hmm. mix with our chemistry and our bodies to produce a profound experience, you know, just simply acknowledging the natural world more and more in my everyday life, again, it creates such an, uh, it's like mindfulness 2.0, yeah. you know? Yeah. You become mindful, not just of your body, but of your body, your larger body. Right. And yeah. So that's, um, I love it, Mackenzie. No, this is super powerful. I mean, like you and I, like we were talking a little bit before the show, you know, um, um, I, I guess a couple of things. It's just fascinating that like us as like as a society, we're, we're super into consumerism, right? You know, everyone's mm -hmm. buying so many things in all attempt to make themselves feel better, to heal, to and what they what we think in a modern world restores us but mm. um but really everything we need is like right in front of us it's it's as simple as the breath right it's it's about breathing right confronting what's there in, in a very gentle way you mentioned some powerful words that i that really resonate with me like reclaiming i haven't really heard it in that term and then also internal external environment of just like going outside in nature and just honoring that um but um it also what you're prescribing here sounds a lot cheaper <laughs> than <laughs> than everyone going out and like buying you know a thousand dollars you know two thousand dollar five thousand dollar shopping spree of clothing and stuff that doesn't really do a lot for you right that you know people spend so much energy in these other directions but it's all right in front of you um taking a step back to more just a higher level and you and i talked about this a little bit before the show but in terms of like purpose and urges, and I know you had a lot to do with um, healing people from addiction. Tell me a little bit about the, the di di maybe I just, just, those two words resonated with me, like, you know, breathing for purpose, or I should say like, you know, honoring the right urges or positioning the right urges for purpose. So how does, how does the breathe works connect? How do you help someone find their own purpose or unlock that purpose? Cause I think that's what everyone's trying to strive for is like resonate down deep like why am I here what is my purpose what am I supposed to do can you speak to that mm, I love that yeah and it's it's so hand-in-hand hand with what you were just talking about as far as your know, consumerism and this need to get have something externally to fill us and mm -hmm. especially when it comes to purpose and you know finding our passions and following through with them it, there is so much of this that I see in my clients of again needing that external validation Mm -hmm. so we're no longer, um, you know, relying on our internal guidance system, but rather that system has we've had, you know, we've learned through whatever ways culturally in our families, whatever that 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 our inner guidance system is not to be trusted because mm -hmm. we are innately not enough. And that's why we need things. <laughs> you know, when you're constantly being advertised to that, you know, this is going to fix you. This is going to fix you. This will make you happy. This will bring you joy. Then slowly that, you know, reliance on self to provide those just necessities of love and security and being enough, that's no longer enough. That's no longer the, the way to go. Um, everyone around you is telling you that, you know, yeah, but yeah, that's great. But you still right. do, or you still do need that. And um, and so the breath work is so much just a return to self. You know, um, I had a mentor of mine. She 
explained it like it's an out-of-body experience coming home to self, coming back to self with the mm. breath work. So it's like you get a, it's, it's a perception shift. And really at the end of the breath work, my goal as the healer is to get the person to open their heart. Because mm -hmm. when our heart is open, the immense power of our own life force, of our own energy, of that deep self-love that we can feel with this breath work in our heart, is it, it tells the story. It gives the validation that the person is looking for. And really it's an experiential of knowing what it feels like to trust my inner self and to be enough and mm -hmm. not need that external validation and to follow my truth and to follow my dreams and um and so yeah really a lot of it is like just trying to hold up a mirror so the, so that my clients can see what's already available within them that they don't mm -hmm. need to be looking at, seeking externally and so it's not about gaining more of something it's about trusting what you already have within you mm. um, and like I said, the breathwork just so effortly, effortlessly does that, you know, it's something about the connection between the sacral and the heart and, and the opening that that creates for, you know, this unseen force, call it spirit, call it God, call it nature, call it whatever you want. Uh, it, it allows people to have these really deep, deep experiences. So it's not just, okay, I'm reading these books or I'm talking about these affirmations, not that any of those things are bad um, in any way, but it's more than that. It's having an actual visceral full body experience of what it is to be whole. Right. Enough. And when you feel that, you, that the power you then have to go out and live your purpose is beyond anything you can get from something outside of you and so um so that's the really big way i see breath work in particular helping people i to, love it to find that yeah i love it mackenzie mackenzie this has been really really powerful um we'll have to link to you know david spotify stuff in the show notes and then obviously as you do sessions remote or have them recorded if you have anything on soundcloud spotify wherever it's at you know definitely send it to us and so we can link to it in the show notes i'm very curious now i've never really gone deeper into it and I, I think a lot of our listeners probably hopefully after five minutes of listening up this episode they go to at least youtube and can try and find something to get started i'm really fascinated i'm gonna try and do it on my next meeting don't just don't tell them but yeah. uh but uh mackenzie this is very powerful i really appreciate you sharing your, your story your truth with us your your purpose um really commend you for what you do, you're doing you know super super brave super courageous to confront our past and encouraged other people to do so. Um, along those lines, Mackenzie, what would be a great way for our listeners to get in touch with you and engage with you if they would like to do so? Yeah, perfect. Um, so you can go ahead and find me radiancerealize.com. That is my website. You can find all the information on how to, you know, sign up for a virtual session with me, um, any groups, events. I have a retreat coming up in July in Vermont. Um, that should be pretty powerful, breathwork and Reiki retreat. And so that's a great way. Also, Instagram, Facebook, I'm very active. Um, again, you can find me at Radiance Realized at both of those places. And um, those would be the best way to connect, to reach out, drop a message, email. I'm always available to talk to people and, and to try and um, you know facilitate this work, especially for those who've never experienced it. First time breathers are my favorite, always. So so come on my way. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be yeah. honored to share it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. No, this is powerful. Really appreciate what you're doing, and this is this is really great. 
I'd love to have you back on the show, go deeper on a couple of different topics, selfishly, just because I'm personally just interested. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then probably in the next one, I'm sure I'm going to get an invoice from you, and that's fine. <laughs> but uh, no, all kidding aside, uh, no, super powerful. Great, great spending time with you here. Um, and definitely um, to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show. This is for people that have a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. Uh, Mackenzie, again, thank you so much for being on the show and for making time. Mm, thank you. It's been an honor. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks.